Hey everybody, this is Patrick Cacciatore with No Struggle, No Story. Here on No Struggle, No Story, we speak with highly successful athletes about struggles or adversities that they have faced and how they've been able to use these struggles to really build uh, not only as athletes, but as people as well. And so this week, I'm super excited to bring on national steeplechase champion in high school and Nebraska cross country and track and field runner, Sadio Fenner. So thanks for coming on, my man. Thank you so much for having me, Pat. Yeah, man, I'm super excited to have you on. And, you know, obviously I've been lucky enough to have been good friends with Sadio since I uh, stepped on campus really at University of Nebraska. And, you know, even through all of his uh, athletic achievements and everything I've been able to watch him do, I think more than that, um, really just been, you know, inspired by the person you are and what you've done with, you know, you're the minority student athlete collective coming up and as well as just so many things um, uh, within Nebraska. And so, you know, I think we spoke a little bit prior to the podcast about, you know, your journey, some of your varying experiences as an athlete um, coming from Colorado, and then as well as just the way that you began to define success. And so if you want to start by digging into that, um, man, I'm super excited to, you know, start talking about it. Yeah, thank you. So for me, like you said earlier, I come from Colorado and Colorado is a pretty diverse place to begin with. But diversity, like being in a diverse place doesn't necessarily mean that everybody understands um, you know, like what each individual person goes through because everybody comes from a different background. So because of that, like having conversations around that can get difficult sometimes because, you know, if you're maybe one of a few people um, that, you know, come from that background or whatever, people aren't necessarily going to be able to relate to you as much or maybe not even just relate, but respect, um, you know, like who it is you are as a person, what's important to you and what you value. Um, so communication has always been like something that I've personally struggled with as far as that adversity piece goes. Because like um, a common misconception with my sport is that a majority of the people that are in there are going to be either minority or just people that are black. And I can tell you from personal experience that that's definitely not the case. Um, a majority of the teams that I've ran on, I've either been the only one or there's been like maybe one or two others. Um, and I mean, that's definitely been true here in Nebraska. As far as like my first two years, I was the first, like I was the only um, black male, like full-time cross-country student athlete here. Sure. Um for that and that was kind of tough for me especially like transitioning from home you know you come here and you've got people from you know like I said all over the place but that doesn't necessarily mean that they really understand it because I had people that came from you know big cities but I also had people that came from towns where they graduated with five people absolutely so a lot of that struggle has been like trying to help educate them regarding like um you know what it's like to try to accept other people and not so much like be so embedded in whatever it is that you were taught because I think absolutely. like if you're able to have that conversation regarding like why things are hard for me, why they might not be hard for you, or maybe things that are hard for you that might not be hard for me for some things like that. It really allows people to have conversations that are more meaningful. No, I think that's such an important point because I think starting the conversation is the most important thing, right? Is because I think many people in, you know, not only America, but just around the world are not very accepting of other people's views, right? Many people, it's either their way or the highway. And so how important was it for you to realize, um, to really kind of realize that and begin this conversation of really judging people for the person they are rather than, you know, their race or anything else. You know, it's really, really important to be able to like see past those things. And when I say see past, I don't necessarily mean like overlook, I mean, accept it. Like that should be something that like is more or less like a given just to accept all people regardless of where they come from. Because at the end of the day, like even from the small communities here within the athletic department in Nebraska, all the way up through, you know, the national scale, 
we are more or less a family as far as like how all that stuff works like whether it's the most intimate relationship or maybe i just see you somewhere like it all starts with being a good person and with being a good person you kind of have to like understand that like i said everybody is different and because of that like that's not something that should be bad it's something that should be like hey you're different that's really cool i'm different you're really cool like Absolutely. just things like that and then it just really allows for the conversation to build and grow around like well you know you know you've got experience in this I've got experience in this. How do we combine those to like become something greater? Absolutely. I know. I think that's unbelievable and so, so powerful because when we talk about building a community, I think that's how community is built is, you know, you don't, I think, look down on other people for their differences. You actually try and accept them and truthfully that can help you improve. Right. And so I think that's really kind of goes hand in hand with the idea that every single thing that we face and everything that we experience is an opportunity to grow. Right. And have you taken this experience of being a minority and being able to take this initiative like you have with the, I mean, as you were talking about it, the uh, minority student athlete collective, as well as just, yeah, being able to, I guess, educate other people uh, along the campus. Yeah. So I'll be totally honest. Um, I was terrified when I got to this campus for like, I've changed a lot as far as who I was before I got here versus who I am now. I wasn't very vocal about a lot of mm-hmm. things. Um, I definitely wouldn't have been in a position to like be leading a lot of the stuff that I've been, a, that I've been extremely like grateful to be a part of. But I think like what I've come to realize um, since doing that is like in order to grow, you've got to put yourself in these uncomfortable conversations. And if you limit yourself to just being like, I'm going to close myself off and not try to like educate these things, like it'll put you in a really bad place, like mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I've been there. Like that's basically what happened my first two years. It was like, I just kind of closed myself off from my teammates. I was like, I don't know how to approach this. And because of that, like, because you're not actually saying anything, you're not really helping your situation. So by like not even allowing my teammates to have the conversation, I, like I said, I limited myself and my options and it started to take like a really negative implication on, you know, both my schooling, my sports and everything else. But since then, like I've really been able to, I think like capitalize on those things because now I've like refocused the energy. Like, whereas now, like where it used to be, Oh, you know, like you're sad, this, this, and this. Well, Mm -hmm. now it's like, well, how do you like, you know, how do you get rid of that? And that's like the change behavior piece. Like that's where I flip it. And now it's like, well, you know, maybe I should try to help educate people on like how to, you know, how to be the better person as far as how do I make it an inclusive environment for everyone where everybody can feel safe and comfortable. Yeah. And what an unbelievable story to talk about, because I think, you know, in a way that's what I've tried to do with mental health, right. Is like, I think you talked a lot similar feelings to what I was having, right. Is I was dealing with maybe not the same experience as you, right. But I think definitely an experience of, I was definitely going through a lot of depression and anxiety and feeling alone. And I almost felt like I wasn't okay for me to feel this way. And were you ever dealing with feelings like that? Like, man, like, I don't know if this is okay to feel. I don't want to share this because what if other people don't relate? And if so, like, how did you kind of get past that and turn it, turn it into this energy to help others? See, and that, that right there is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, the feelings that we feel are the same, but the reasoning for why is different. So, um, personally, yes, I, I felt exactly what you're feeling right there. Like, my, my first two years, I was really like, I don't know if Nebraska is the place for me because I just feel like I don't fit in. I didn't really have that click because there weren't like other people that I felt anyways that felt the same way as me. And the only reason for that was because I wasn't having those conversations because like, if you don't have the conversation, you'll never know. And I think it was really eye opening for me um, because like Dewan, our diversity and inclusion director, Mm -hmm. um, he invited me to go to a brother to brother uh, like summit where other 
black students from around the campus were going to meet and just like have a conversation. Well, I thought it was crazy because like when I went in there, I just didn't say anything because I was like, I was new to the group. I wasn't going to do anything like as far as speaking. I just wanted to listen. And as I was listening, one of the kids said, you know, when I got here, I'm from Omaha. And he was like, I'm from Omaha. I, you know, I got here. It's, it's way different than what I was used to. And I just felt secluded. I'd cut myself off from everybody else. It got really bad. I didn't want to be here anymore. So I left college and I, I dropped out for a semester and I said, oh my God, like that is more or less like where I was at, where it was like, I just didn't want to be here anymore. Like I just wanted to go and more or less do my own thing. But then he said, like, when I went home, I realized, you know, I'm not going to grow as a person if I don't, you know, try to face those, those adversities. So he came back he started having those conversations with other people. And he was like, I'm way better for it. I grew as a person. But on top of that, like I was able to, you know, help bring myself a little bit of community by having those conversations. Absolutely. I think communication is the most vital thing in so many aspects of life. And I think because if you're not communicating how you're feeling and what you're going through, how can you ever find out that other people are as well? And how can you create a community without communication? You know, I think it's it's an incredible idea. And I think something that goes along with that is through this, you almost found more than a goal. You found a mission. And I think that's something that's really important for people to realize is how, how much your why can really affect your day to day. And so have you found maybe a mission um, through your struggles and adversities that have really helped you grow continuously as a person? So I think something that like I've found that's kind of worked and it's more or less the same thing with like running as a whole, but like you kind of get what you put, like you get out of it, what you put into it, you reap what you sow. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, it's like every person is a seed, right? Like if you provide them with the nutrients, the education and all the proper things to help them grow into like good leaders, good people as a whole, like you're going to be better for it. But it comes down to like what you do. It's the same thing with running. Like you're going to get out like what you put into it. If you don't run, you're not going to be fast. But if you, you know, if you do the right things every day, that's how it'll work. So for me, my personal mission is just to not give up on people and just to, you know, try to do whatever I can to be either like whatever I need to be to help somebody get to the ne- like their next level to wherever it is where they need to be like the next big step to become, you know, the next leader, the next, um, you know, whatever it is whatever my role is for that, I'll be there because I didn't give up on you. And that's my thing. Like, I think people will oftentimes like misinterpret what it means to like go through a struggle because Mm -hmm. it's like a struggle is a very pivotal point in a lot of people's like, um, in their journey, it's either it'll make you or it'll break you, which Mm -hmm. I don't want to say like, that's the end all be all, but you have a decision to make there. And it's, do I roll over and I'd let this like envelop my whole being or do I try? And I say try because like, nothing is ever guaranteed. Exactly. If you at least try to, you know, make the best of the situation and try to grow from it, then it doesn't matter. Cause like with failures and everything else, like fail often fail forward. Yeah. Like if you at least learn something from it, like you don't have to be the most successful person in the world. Like you don't have to win every single thing to be successful. Right. 100%. No, I think, I mean, I've got like 10, I mean, I'm a huge quotes guy and I have like 10 quotes that I could throw in there. But I think the one that is really like kind of sticking from what you just said is like, there's this tennis player and his name's Stan Warenka. He's like, you know, he was really good. He's three time Grand Slam champion. One of the, that he's probably going to be a hall of famer one day. And so he has this tattoo on his forearm that says, uh, ever try, ever fail, no matter, try again, fail again, fail better. And I think that's just such an important quote and about what you're talking about is that, nothing in life is a test. 
right? You know, it's only an opportunity to grow. And I think that's how so many people are viewing, I guess, everything that we're going through, especially as collegiate athletes, right? I mean, people, I have friends and fellow athletes that I'm sure you could speak to as well that are literally looking at every practice as a test from our coach, from our teammates, from whatever, but it's really not. And where you grow community and where you really help each other and where you improve as a person is by what you're talking about is by pushing others to be better. And that's how you yourself grow. And I think that's what you're doing with your athletics. Obviously, I think that transfers over, but really in your life. And I think how empowering is it to you to see you help other people grow and really see those seeds begin to sprout at some point? It's honestly, it's better than any award that you could ever be given, in my opinion. Because like, at the end of the day, an award is just something that's like, it's tangible. It's just a physical thing. For me, like, I really enjoy, like, the emotional, like, mm-hmm. just more of, like, that emotional connection that you can have with people. Like, I'll give you a really brief example of this, but last year, I went and spoke to an elementary school, and mm-hmm. in my head, it was just, you know, like, just go talk to kids and try to, like, reach that one kid. Well, sure. in my head, like, you know, there's no guarantee that that ever actually happens. Like, I can hope to say the right things, and maybe it'll work for one kid, maybe it doesn't. Um, and I, you know, I just went about my day afterwards, like, you know, I did this thing, that's it. Well, I had a teacher reach out to me afterwards and um, she gave me like this handwritten note. And in my head, I thought it was coming from her, but I opened it and it's from one of her students. And the story behind that was the kid was like struggling with his schoolwork. He had like, I want to say she said like 15 missing assignments. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that's a pretty hefty amount. And she was like, well, here's the deal. The kid turned in all of them in a span of two days after he'd heard you speak. And he said that it was because of your like words regarding, you know, like being tenacious, you know, not, you know, letting one thing tie you down, like not letting those things like just cloud your thought. It's just like, you kind of have to go out there and do it and just understand that life is always going to be hard. Obviously like the things worth having are never easy. You got to work for it. And I guess like what I said during that speak or during that speech, like hit that kid hard and he took it to heart and he's compartmentalized it. And since then I've like, I've watched him grow. Like I went to the, um, Martin Luther walk last year, like where they were um, doing that whole thing in January. And he was part of the, um, the committee that was like running all that stuff. And in my head, I was like, this is the kid that was like struggling with stuff really hard towards the beginning of it. And now look at where he's at. And I was like, maybe that's something that I did. Maybe it's not. But in my head, I'm like, I've watched this kid change over the last six months. And that's been huge. Exactly. And that's the beauty in it, right? Is that you never, I think that's the beauty is that you never know if what you did is what impacted that the most, right? But just the idea that you did everything you could to, you know, bring something to that person's life, I think is where the importance comes from. And in all of your endeavors with, um, you know, the Minority Student Athlete Collective, as well as, you know, as a teammate at the University of Nebraska and just throughout life, when you don't, maybe you don't see what's happening on the surface, but you, you may, you feel like you're like, I guess, um, putting down the right seeds. Do you just take enough confidence from that? Because I don't think anyone always sees the, or reaps the benefits immediately, but is it just the power to continue that brings you confidence? I think it's, it's definitely that for sure. It's the fact that like in my head, I'd like to think that even, like I said, if, even if I reach one person, that one person's life, like it matters. So in my head, it's like, if, so take anything that like comes from this, if anybody takes anything away from this, I think I won because in my head, it's like, no matter how small the difference you make is you've made a difference. And if it's positive, then you've won. And that's it. Like, I think something that people, like something that I struggle with, and I definitely struggled with this for the long t- longest time. I'm still more or less trying to understand it 
but the definition of what success is is different for everyone what i deem successful for me might not be the same for you vice versa but the thing is like you kind of have to find those things where it's like you can't set something super high and be like this is what i expect it to be because with life nothing is ever what you expect it to be and that's the thing that i think everybody kind of has to at least try to understand and i say try because i don't understand i'm not going to sit here and act like i do but that's like a lot of the things that I think people struggle with. That's so important is because I think a lot of people spend a lot of times trying to decipher why things are happening to them, the reason why, but honestly, we're never going to know, you know, exactly. why, why did this year happen? You know, it's like we had, no one has the answers to why things have been so tough this year, but I think there's a really great idea where it's um, event, or E plus R equals O, which is like event plus response equals outcome. And I think that can really be taken to all parts of life where it's like, you know, events are going to happen. Like rather, you know, the Corona hitting us, um, our country being faced with social injustice. I mean, and we can go even to simpler things. You fail a test, you know, anything yeah. like that. But I really believe that the importance comes within your response. And I think that's what you're talking about where it's, you know, success is always judged a different way, but I think success is judged by your, the consistency of your responses to the things that you face in life. And it's a collective, it's a collective grouping of that. And so, um, do you feel like you really build your confidence and really just become, you know, I guess gain self-esteem from just the person you are every single day through all these experiences and the consistency of how you are towards other people and what you're trying to do? So the consistency piece is huge. Like, I think that has definitely been something that's been helping me. But in saying like consistently, and this is going to sound really weird when I say it, but I think it makes sense if you explain it. But the only thing that is consistent is the inconsistency of it all. Yeah. And that being said, it's like every, like, I can't go to the same person and try the same techniques or the same response to every person. So my consistency is to try to help people. But the inconsistency is the response because the response looks different for everybody. Because in order to reach, you know, um, in order to reach a cross country kid versus a track kid, like when I say track, I mean like a sprinter, yeah. my technique for training you is going to be different. So it's the same way with like how I'm going to approach you because like what might be, you know, what might make somebody comfortable in one scenario doesn't necessarily make somebody else comfortable in another one. Exactly. And that's the idea of, I mean, do you feel like that's the idea of diversity and inclusion? Um, because I think that that generally kind of ties into that is that every single person, um, has different experiences, is different, comes from a different background, but really realizing that and embracing it and trying to learn from them is the important part of it. It's exactly what it is. It's, uh, it's like I said, so it's having the conversation where it's like we can find a common talking point on something that we relate to as far as like an emotional response, but what evokes that emotional response is different. So like what we were talking about earlier, as far as like, you know, being, being anxious, like having like those feelings of just sadness. Mm-hmm. Well, what caused that for you? like was more or less the same for me, but the reasonings for why those were being caused was different. But we had a common talking point where we could talk about those things and have a conversation about it, which we can grow and talk about like, you know, Hey, how do we go about handling the situation? What can we do to like make this not happen for other people? Or how do we at least like, if it is going to happen, you know, how do we go about bettering the situation and making it a safe environment for people? Like that's how I guess diversity and inclusion works. It's let's look at the differences but let's also find a commonality and bring the two together. And that's where you get the inclusion piece. Exactly. And I think there, there's that the, the beauty behind that is that people aren't 
seeing the com people aren't wanting to see the commonalities i think is a lot of what we're struggling with right and that's the conversation you're trying to build and i think that's the point of this podcast right is that you know everyone feels like the struggle that they're going through maybe hasn't happened to someone before or maybe is unique to them but and, and it is in a way but at the same time the feelings aren't unique you know like those things are something that everyone is going through at some time and that's where by building this commonality of what you're talking about, I can guarantee you someone is going, has gone through the same thing, but just realizing that you're wanting to have the conversation and we're wanting to build this platform is where we're going to be able to face these problems head on and turn them as what we're talking about into opportunities to grow. Exactly. And that's what, that's what life is. It's every day is an opportunity to grow. Every day is an opportunity to get better. It's a, it's a, it's a choice between whether or not you want to seize the moment and at least put yourself out there and try versus not trying at all and staying where you are and being complacent. 100%. I think there's a cool quote where it's like, greatness isn't for the chosen few. It's for the few who choose. And people will be shocked when you make the choice to step into the uncomfortable and become comfortable being uncomfortable as weird as that sounds to so many people. Right. I think it's a really, it's a tough, uh, I guess, ideal to really grasp but it's true because that's where growth happens is when you're facing things that you've never faced and i think if you do the same thing over and over and expect a different result then that's just not going to happen for you but um but a minor change like just maybe going to a friend and talking to it right or going to one of these one of these meetings that we're talking about can make all the difference for somebody's life Oh, exactly. It's something exactly what you said. It's something so small and something that we would think is so insignificant that can be the spark for something so big, but you would never know if you never took the chance to at least like do something as small as like stepping out of your comfort zone to, you know, have those difficult conversations with somebody or even just, you know, maybe talking to somebody you wouldn't normally talk to. And then now you've got like friends for life. Exactly. It's it's unbelievable how, yeah, just these small acts really change your life. And it's, and it's a true thing. And I know that's how it worked for me. I mean, it was something as simple as just how I talk to myself every day. And, you know, when I started to talk to myself better, I started wanting to reach out to more and see how people were doing. And then it's really how it works. And so I guess through this podcast, some of the main points that have really hit me from you are, um, being comfortable, being uncomfortable, reach out. Um, and I guess being, I guess caring for others is the biggest one is that wanting to, when you, when you care for others, you realize that others want to care for you as well. And then creating a sense of community. Um, and that that's what you're trying to do with your life. And that through all those things, you've really learned how to, I guess, face your adversities and struggles and build as a person. And is there anything else that you kind of wanted to touch on that you think, you know, deserves to be shared? I think the biggest thing for everybody is adversity is a beast. I'm not going to sit here and act like adversity is something that's, you know, a little pushover thing. Like adversity is a boulder that takes a village to move it. But that's the thing. It takes a village to move it. And because of that, like the more people you have supporting you, the easier it is to move that boulder. But you can't do everything on your own. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've come to realize through adversity is if you look at it one way or another, the biggest thing is you have to have the people there to support you, but you can't have those people there unless you've recruited them or you've at least like opened the door for them to be like, Hey, maybe I want to help you with this, but you would never know if you didn't do it. So, you know, it's okay to ask for help. And I think that's something else that a lot of people struggle with, especially with like all aspects of life is you don't have to be this, you know, macho man, macho woman who takes on, you know, 
the role of entire village. You can delegate, and I say delegate like loosely, like metaphorically, but you can have other people, um, you know, doing other things to help uplift you. So it's not like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Exactly. There's strength and vulnerability, right? I think. And there's so, there's a lot of power to that statement because I think people want, when you connect with others, the door, the floodgates open to the opportunities for everyone's life. And I really believe that. And I think that you've been a prime example of that. And I think it's awesome that people can realize that all it takes is an idea in your head. And if you chase that idea and you chase that, that mission and you continue to try and be the best person you can, um, you'll reap what you sow, just as you said. And so uh, what an amazing message. And man, I'm so appreciative for you uh, for jumping on today. Um, thank you again, you know, man, I can't, uh, yeah, I can't tell you how grateful I am. No, thank you so much, Pat. I'm telling you like the stuff that you're doing right now is making waves and it does not go unnoticed. I really appreciate everything you're doing. I respect everything that you're doing for us. Thank you so much. Back at you, my man. Uh, we'll do it together, right? It's, it, take, it takes a village. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All <laughs> right, my man. We'll be, we'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good. Needed.